Good morning. Uh, before we uh, start uh, with our message for the day, uh, just one uh, brief prayer request uh, for my brother uh, Nathan. He plays bass with us here almost uh, every single week. Uh, his brother uh, Philip was uh, put in the hospital this morning. He's suffering real bad from COVID. And so uh, you'll hear over and over again in our text today about brothers and sisters in Christ. James mentions it so many times. And so today I just want to take a brief moment uh, to specifically lift up him and his family uh, as we can do that to be able to support him together. Let's pray. Uh, dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we come together today and uh, specifically just bring Philip uh, unto your arms. Lord, you tell us over and over again in your word uh, that you are a God of uh, healing, a God of comfort, and a God of peace. Uh, today in our message, Lord, we're going to hear about the subject of patience. And it's tough for us to be able to sit and to be able to wait. Uh, but Lord, it also gives us an opportunity to lean upon you in all things. And so we boldly come to you today again uh, and just bring Philip before you. We ask that you'll be with the doctors and nurses that are around him, uh, that he will be able to make a full recovery, and that you'll continue just to be able to use him as your chosen instrument. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And that goes for all of you here. Uh, all of us are family together. So whenever we have those times of interaction, especially that are tough, please make sure uh, that you're coming to myself or Pastor Mark and letting us know so that we can truly uh, come together and support one another. With that, uh, let's jump into our message for today. We've been talking about those different virtues that we are surrounded by, in particular, virtues that are vanishing within our world, that it's tough for us to be able to see some of these things. Uh, the first week, Pastor Mark opened up with that subject matter of honor and set kind of the foundation for all these virtues moving forward. Uh, last week, he gave us that uh, message on purity. That was a very unique message, Pastor Mark. I liked it. It was very good. If you haven't seen that one, I encourage you to go online and, and check that one out. And today, the subject of patience, the subject of patience. We say it a lot in our culture, right? It's a saying that patience is a virtue. But what does that mean, that patience is a virtue, that we enjoy people who are able to wait, uh, that we are able to uh, see somebody who is able to maybe endure long-suffering, and that's something that is a good virtue? What is actually meant by that? I don't know about you, but uh, sometimes I struggle with, with patience. It's not exactly the easiest virtue for us to be able to contain or to be able to even grow into. I am not the most patient person on the entire earth and probably not the most patient person even within the church here today. But that's part of our culture, is it not? We are a culture who has invented, uh, you name it, fast food, uh, same day delivery, movies that are on demand, I have to have it now. And so with all this instant gratification, how much does our culture really value the virtue of patience? Because some of the things we don't like, if you were like me, I assume you do not like to wait in long lines. If you were like me, I assume that you do not enjoy long waits at the doctor's office. If you were like me, I assume you do not like uh, a long wait at a stoplight. And if you were like me, I assume, again, you, know, you do not like long sermons <laughs> at all. We don't like to wait. We like things, we like things quick. Uh, we like to get it. Again, instant gratification. But today, for this virtue of patience, I want us to look at it not just through our eyes, not just through the eyes of our culture, but more importantly, 
through the eyes of the Lord. What does it mean when God tells you that patience is something that is important, that patience is a virtue? Let's look at that uh, epistle lesson today from the book of James and exactly what is shared with us. James says, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. Those first three words there, be patient then, is a direct response to what is happening in verses 1 through 6 in chapter 5 of James. It describes that, that Christians are being oppressed. Uh, most uh, particularly, there is a group of people who are, are wealthy, that have a poor attitude, that are withholding goods and services from other people around them because of their own selfish nature. And so the people who are there and being put down upon, especially these brothers and sisters in Christ, these other Christians, are getting frustrated, and they don't know what to do. And James is telling them, be patient. Pause in your frustration. Be patient. There's a woman who's driving to work one morning, and as she stops her car in traffic, all of a sudden it, it just dies. She tries over and over again to be able to get her car started, but as much as she tries, nothing's happening. She even walks around and, and opens the hood to see if there's anything that she can see or something that is out of place, but it just, it just won't start. The cars begin to back up behind her pretty quickly, and before you know it, people are losing their patience. They're getting frustrated, and everybody starts laying on the horn, especially the guy that's behind her. He, he's stuck. He can't pull out because he's pulled up too close to her, and so he's just laying on the horn, laying on the horn the entire time. She finally walks back to him and says, Sir, I'm, I, I'm super sorry. My car won't start. I've tried everything I can. If you want to go up there and try to get it started, I will come back here and keep laying on the horn. <laughs> what does patience do for us? Maybe we, before we even get to that, what, what does frustration do for us? Sometimes those frustrations that build up into us lead us into actions that are flat-out uh, sinful, that are, are being aggressive even toward others. But we need to understand that just as honking our horn will not start the car in front of us, acting out in frustration will not create peace in our life. It's as simple as that. We may think that way, but James tells us today, guys, you have to have patience. And you have to have patience in the way that the Lord has given it to you. Brothers and sisters, he says, take this patience upon you. He gives us an interesting uh, piece of imagery that I think still fits us, and it's really appropriate for today. Look at this little uh, allegory that James shares. He says, see how the farmer waits for the land to yield as a valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. Uh, he mentioned those two things, right? The crops to grow and the rains to come. There is nothing a farmer can do to be able to go out and say, you know what, crops grow. You can tend them, you can take care of them, you can, can fertilize them, but you can't say grow and make them grow. There's nothing a farmer can do, and I assume nothing any of you did, to be able to go out last night and say, clouds, rain. We want some rain here. Clouds, I want you to be able to, to rain. You have to wait. These are patient pieces in the Lord's creation that develop, that come about, and that we have to wait on. And waiting is difficult, because deep down in our own hearts, the lack of patience that we have isn't just some small little flaw in our character. 
It's actually a problem that we have with our, our separation from God, that we want everything in our timeline, that we want everything to be done exactly how we want it to be done and when we want it to be done, and we develop a frustration. Uh, we develop this lack of patience, sometimes even for God. And so today when we talk about the subject of patience, this is something that needs to be given to us by our Lord's Spirit. It's something that, that God needs to bless us with. Because in reality, uh, patience is really connected together with the concept of wisdom. Patience that we hear about today is actually the only virtue we'll cover in this series that is one of the fruits of the Spirit, that God grows and strengthens with us. But we need to have wisdom to be able to do that. I saw this little thing, and I thought it was a cool little kind of comic. Two of the greatest qualities to have in life are patience and wisdom. This picture of this dog just waiting for his food while this skunk sits there and eats it all, right? You got to sit back. You got to wait. It's not smart to jump in there. All of us know exactly what's going to happen, and so so he waits. That's hard for us, right? Even as Christians, to be able to, to wait upon those things. Even when we think, well, that should be mine. I should be receiving this. Or maybe God, isn't, isn't this good? Don't you want this person to be healed right now? Wouldn't that be something good? God, don't you want to get me out of this hole I've dug in for myself? Wouldn't that be good? But sometimes the Lord tells us to wait, to be able to be patient. And there's a reason for that. Instant gratification pulls us probably away from the Lord. Being able to wait and to lean upon Him makes us have to actually depend on Him and actually to grow our faith in Him. This is why James continues on. He says, brothers and sisters, you need to practice these things. And notice that he says that over and over again, because really today in our text, he's not talking to the entire world, but he's really talking to us as Christians. Look at how he continues. You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at your door. It was a a direct comment to us, right? Do not grumble against one another, brothers and sisters. I was getting my car worked on just for the standard service about three weeks ago, and I'm sitting in the waiting room, and uh, a woman just a little bit over from me, pulled out her cell phone and uh, made a call. And she gets on, and instantly, she begins complaining super loud about how poor her church leadership is. Don't worry, there's nobody in here. I checked. (laughs) But she's talking super loud. And she goes on to say she's going to start calling other members and getting them to be able to, to leave, to be able to, to go to another congregation because they're, they're not making the right decisions. They're not doing what they, what they should be doing. And there's people, probably about 30 or 35 people in this waiting room. They can all hear her. They can all see her. And it, it did hurt me because in that moment, uh, all these people who truly need to hear the, the gospel from the church We're just receiving gossip from the church and nothing else. Guys, we can't grumble against one another. I know you probably don't see uh, eye-to-eye with me on everything. Pastor Mark and I don't see eye-to-eye on everything. 
my wife and I don't see eye to eye on everything. And that's how all of us are, because God created us as individuals. He created you very unique and very special, and there's something great to that. But he also created us with the ability to be able to work together and to be able to function together, to be able to be patient with one another. As we hear in that directive today, not to grumble against one another. This isn't some huge problem that we have here at Desert Foothills by any means. It's a problem that does occur within the Christian community and within the world, but it's something that we need to hold at our hearts and remember that in everything that we do, in our words and in our actions, people receive a testimony from the Lord. That's how they learn about who Christ is. What is the testimony that we are sharing through our patience? How do we do this? It's easy for me just to stand here and be like, hey, be patient, let's get out of here. But how do we do this? How do we actually interact and be patient? Paul, when he writes to the church in Ephesus, he gives them some very special uh, points of saying, this is how you do this. He says, be completely humble and gentle. This is how we are to be with one another. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another. And here's the key ingredient, in love. Ask yourself that question. When we interact with one another, anybody in our world, are we acting out in love? I haven't seen a lot of news stories this year that really made me feel uplifted or ones that I enjoyed or even wanted to share with people around me. I saw one, though, here in 2021 that was my favorite by far. It's the story of a little Volkswagen Golf, this silver car that's in the United Kingdom. It was a car that was parked on the side of the road, and it was abandoned, and it was left and set for quite some time, and the neighbors began to get super frustrated about it. This little tiny car that was literally filled with trash, uh, it had a flat tire, it actually sat on the street so long that the street used to be a two-way street. The city has now changed it into a one-way street. And it's the only car that is sitting on this one-way street and facing the wrong way. The neighbors are, are really upset about it. They've complained to the, their city multiple times. They've even flagged down police officers when they came by. And it still sits there. It now has a flat tire. It's got expired registration. And so the people decided they were going to do something about it. So all these people got together, and they uh, came with a plan and went out there. They flattened all the other tires on the vehicle. They broke all the windows and the headlights. Uh, they set the car on fire and decided they were going to take out all of their frustrations. Actually, it's not what these people did at all. These people came together and decided they were going to throw a birthday party for the car. It had set out front of their house for over a year now. And so they threw a one-year anniversary slash birthday party for this car. They got everybody together in the neighborhood, and they got food, and they got drinks, and they sang, and they had a, a grand time. Man, these, these people, they could have they just given it to the city, right? They could have gotten so frustrated with the city and gone down there and just protested the heck out of that place. They could have stopped the cops as they were going by and yelled things at them for not doing their job and the things that they, they should have taken care of. They could have wrecked that car. Heck with that owner. He left this with us here. We're going to show him a lesson. 
But they didn't. Instead, they're gentle, they're humble, they act out in love, and they give all of us a piece of imagery to compare our scripture to today. Think of the calling that God has given to us, again, as brothers and sisters in Christ, to be able to be patient with all those who are around us, to continue to be able to serve this way. So James wraps up our scripture for today. He says, look at the examples that are around you, not just in our world today, but even of the past. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. He says, look at these individuals. Look at these examples. And we can sit here and think about them all day. Think about Jeremiah, the prophet, who uh, is doing exactly what the Lord says. And the people grab him, and they throw him into a cistern, into a, a well that's empty. It's filled with mud. He begins to sink in the mud, and he's stuck there. And they want to leave him there to be able to starve. And he has to be patient to wait upon the Lord. Think about the prophet Elijah. Elijah's doing everything, same thing that the Lord says. He's fighting against these other prophets of, of Baal in any way he can. He's going against uh, rulers of his day, and they kill all the other prophets around him. All the other Lord's men and women are completely gone. He's the only one left, and they want to kill him too. And he begs to the Lord. He just has to wait and be patient. What about John the Baptist, the one who's chosen uh, to lead the way for the Savior of the world, to be able to prepare this path? Does everything God asks, dedicates his entire life, every waking moment, to being able to prepare for Jesus to come into the world? And he's thrown into jail. And the last request he ever hears is that somebody wants his head literally upon a silver platter. And he has to wait in this prison and be patient. We go through prophet after prophet, men and women like Deborah that did so much and served as these great examples for us as brothers and sisters in Christ today. We could also look at the, the most important example that prophet that we have in Christ, and the patient warrior that he was for us at so many times. Think about how patient Christ had to be when he's being tempted by Satan in the, in the wilderness. And he's being tempted by all these different things. His enemy, he can squash him at any time. He can mute him if he wants to. But what does he do? He goes through that temptation for us, not sinning, so later on that he can save us. He bears that, that patience for us. What about when he begins that ministry and he begins doing miracles and he begins healing people? And what happens? The religious leaders that are around him come and they, they say bad things about him. They even say that he's the devil, that he's Beelzebub himself. He's supposed to be able to, to help and work with these other individuals, but all they want to do is grumble against him. They want to completely get rid of him. And Jesus could overthrow him at any time he wants to, but he's patient. What about when Jesus goes off to pray by himself and he asks his disciples to, to stand watch and they all fall asleep? He has to be patient. What about when he tells Peter that you're going to deny me three times and Peter says, no way, I will ever do that. And before the rooster crows, is one of his best friends denies him three times, and he's patient in that. What about when he finally goes to the, the cross for all their sins, 
and for mine and for yours. People who grumble, people who are not patient, people who have a lack of faith, and people who continue to sin in so many things that we do. But he's patient. Think about how patient. He hangs upon the cross for, for not minutes, but, but hours in agony. He can come down at any time. He could show who he is at any point. But he waits for you and for me. See, one of the biggest pieces of patience is that we are able to mimic and share this characteristic because of what God has done in our lives. It's a gift not that we just give to others, but it's a gift that we are able to be able to receive from the Lord himself. That's our closing verse that we have for today from 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. We hear, bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. Our Lord's patience means salvation. Because whatever God does in his time and his way is specifically so that we will be saved. He loves us so much and cares for us so much that he wants to be able to be patient, that we are able to have time to be able to repent, to be able to come to him. Just like we heard in that gospel lesson today, you've heard it before, that story of the prodigal son, the son that goes off, he squanders all of his father's wealth, doesn't even care what his dad's doing, doesn't even care if his dad's alive. And finally, in his deepest, darkest moments, recognizes that he must come back. And what does the father do? He runs to his son. He runs to his son, and he hugs him, and he kisses him. He puts on a robe. He kills the fattened calf. He puts a ring on his finger. He does the best that he can. He has this huge party because the son of mine or daughter of mine that was gone has now returned and is here with me. That is the picture that we receive today of the Lord that is patient with us. No matter where you're at today, no matter what you're struggling with today, for those of you who are, are suffering at the hands of some type of physical pain that you want to go away and it, and it just won't, for those of you that have a, a friend or a loved one that's struggling today, that you, you just hurt for them, and you want it to go away, and it, and it won't. For those of you who feel like you're just faced with financial just ruin, maybe you lost a job, people in our congregation, the husband and wife have lost their jobs, and you're hurting bad right now. Maybe it's emotional distress that you're struggling with, something that just keeps coming back at you. You don't know why. It's a horrible anxiety. It's a horrible demon that you seem to keep facing and it's tough. Maybe it's spiritual unrest, that you're not taking time to be able to be with God, or sometimes you feel like God's not taking time to be able to be there with you, even though that's not the truth. For all of us, in whatever situation we find ourselves in, I, or I should say better yet, the Lord has a promise to be able to share with you today. He tells all of us, healing is coming. Salvation is coming. You just got to be patient. Let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity uh, that you give us today to be able to be a part of uh, this message and to hear your word, to be able to, uh, Lord, know that we are not always the most patient people and that we don't always wait upon you even though we shall. 
So Lord, by your Spirit, uh, work this fruit and this virtue within our hearts that we may be able to push aside our grumbling and push forward in your gospel, knowing that we are a group of people that do face a lot, Lord, but that you are always here facing it with us and more importantly, for us. And so strengthen us as your people today, uh, again, by your word, that at the final day, there may be more people in heaven because of the message that you have given to us and how you use us to be your disciples in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.